0: beards and belvederes i'm adam i'm paul and i'm jerry and this week like always we're gonna drink some whiskey smoke some cigars try some beer products and tell you guys all about it before we get into the whiskey of the week as always let's start with our palate warmers what do you guys have on hand
1: i started off today with one of my go-to's old granddad bonded So. For the money, it's one of my favorite high rye bourbons. Um, I like their 80 proof, this one 100 proof, and the 114 is fantastic too, and all of them are reasonably priced.
2: I too went with one of my go-tos. This one is a weeded bourbon. The Rebel, formerly Rebel Yale 100.
0: 100. I almost grabbed that, but instead I went with something that's not one of my go-tos, but I do enjoy it very much. Um, I went with Evan Williams single barrel. I got into this the other night um, when Jerry and I were recording with Mike and Jay and um, hot damn, if it's not extremely tasty. So I, I thought I'd have some more of is 2012 vintage. Um, I don't know the age of it, but I do know that they're, generally between seven and eight years old they are a single barrel so it does vary comes from heaven hill um 78 percent corn 12 percent rye 10 percent malted barley um when you can get it it's about 30 bucks or so something like that uh, if you're lucky enough to live in the state of kentucky you got access to it um so i suggest grabbing it up if you happen to see it and you don't live in the state of kentucky I definitely suggest you grab it because it is a Kentucky only release as of 2021 yeah. 2022
1: 2022 like. I think it, I don't think it was that long ago because I still see it on shelves in something. Maryland something last year
0: yeah it's still it's still on shelves there's there's
1: you know uh remnants out
0: there that people didn't know to grab up um but just in case you're hearing my voice and you live outside the state of Kentucky and you're interested in that bottle, I highly suggest you grab it and grab it now. While we uh, drink our palate warmers here, are you guys watching any football at the moment?
1: Yep. I got red zone on over here on the side um, on mute just to keep up with the action, but just watched um, the two overtime games. So pretty nice overtime. Um, Endings on the Philly, Washington, and um, the Rams. Nakua, the rookie, went, wins in overtime. That was a fantastic game. And my Panthers oh, lost, I'm... again, to go 0-4 to start the season. So, looking <laughs> forward to next year's draft. Try to get some offensive line help, maybe.
2: I'm sitting outside, and we don't have a TV out here yet. Um, but before we jumped on here, I was watching the uh... – the overtime game of the Eagles game, and before that, uh, the Bucks game. And then at 9.30 this morning, I watched the Toy Story version of the uh, Jags-Falcons game over in London, which was kind of cool to watch. Uh, He had all the little characters running around and doing their things. I was kind of disappointed that uh, Buzz and Woody weren't the commentators, but
1: (laughs) what are you going to do? It was still fun to watch yeah it was bouncing back and forth between the regular game and that one and yeah it was entertaining I'm sure some kids out there like it and you know getting kids turned on to football at a young age I mean that's that's what they're trying to do I guess so I'm all for it I'm sure we'll see that again I watched it I
0: watched it for about two minutes and my eyes started to cross I was like <laughs> I gotta go back to the real deal plus it was uh like a minute and a half behind the actual game so when I turned yeah. it on there was there was like Two minutes and eight seconds left in the game. And then when I turned over to the Toy Story thing, it was like three and a half minutes left in the game. So uh I don't, Well, they I don't...
2: had some some technical issues trying to get it working. Um, I don't know what they how they were making that work in the studio or whatever, but they had some technical difficulties at first. But once they got it going, yeah, it was still a minute or so behind. But once they got it all worked out, it was actually cool to watch and you got to see the uh first person in the helmet cams or whatever you want to call it
1: yeah i got the alert on my phone for calvin Ridley touchdown about two minutes before it actually happened <laughs> yeah i just
0: wasn't my thing like i said i guess it was kind of cool but it, it wasn't really my things i've got arizona and san francisco on This browser window, I've got Los Angeles and Las Vegas on this browser window. And on the TV behind me, I have New England and Dallas. So pretty much every game that's on right now that's available to be watched, I'm currently watching. Of course, I also watched the game at 9.30 this morning. I woke up extremely excited at 8 o'clock this morning. You know, threw kick the covers off like a kid at at uh, Christmas. Football early in the morning, and ran into the living room and drank some coffee and and watched that game. And then I watched my Bills just dominate the Dolphins. Just it was it was almost embarrassing. It was almost as embarrassing as the way that. uh Kentucky dominated Florida yesterday
2: <laughs> uh that was a that was a big game for uh the bills with
0: uh number five coming back all suited
2: up and rostered
0: yeah he only played special teams um and then they had like four or five players that were inactive yeah. due to injury and they took a couple of a couple other injuries um and uh I can't remember his first name his last name is white he uh t- he he went out with uh an Achilles injury. I'm hoping that it's not snapped because that's a pretty big deal um and then Paul, I know that you're not a uh, college football fan, but did you happen to see the injury to um one of Tennessee's offensive players yesterday?
1: No, I didn't see that um this
0: kid's name is Brew McCoy. He came to Tennessee from USC. He's 22, 23 years old, something like that. And it was nasty. Uh, His, what it looked like when I saw it, you can go back and and see videos of it now, but um, the uh, his tibia in his right leg basically shifted to the right away from his knee. And then down at the ankle, it snapped, of course. So it snapped at his knee and his ankle and his foot. If your foot should be like this his foot was like this. It turned around completely backwards and then just kind of flopped over to the side. And, um, the way it looked like he, he kind of looked at his leg and then threw himself back and just started, you know, hitting his helmet. Like he was mad more than, than he was in pain. At least it looked that way to me, but it was, it was pretty gruesome. Um, probably on par with the Nick Chubb injury, which, uh, you know, uh, good luck to Nick Chubb. He had an hit. He, he had surgery to repair his MCL. They discovered he's going to have to have a second surgery to repair his ACL. But they are looking for him to be able to make a return um, next season. And I think that's an incredibly stupid thing for him to do. That's the same. That's the same knee that he blew out in college with pretty much the same type of injury. So I know he's got a contract for thirty-six million dollars and. That's a pretty big impetus to uh, draw you back in. But, you know, um, do, do you want to have a leg or do you want that $36 million? So, it and having said that, even though I said that I think that that's stupid for him to try to come back, I would take the $36 million over the leg. I could go buy another leg. So, yeah. So you could chop my leg off right now with a rusty knife for $36 million. <laughs> So uh, he'll he'll probably be back in the twenty twenty four season. So uh, best of luck to him. Best of luck to Brew McCoy.
1: Uh, yeah, I just watched that Brew McCoy injury. That was yeah, that's right up there with that Nick Chubb incredible. one. That's pretty pretty nasty looking. It's gruesome.
2: At.
1: It said when I was searching for it though, it said he underwent successful surgery this morning. So mm-hmm. that's at least good. Yeah, I've not seen any
0: um detailed reports on exactly. What his injury is, but as you can see in the video, it's fucking rough, so. All right, palate warmer is down, and my palate is warm. How about you guys? You guys ready to move on to Whiskey of the Week?
1: Yes, sir. I oh, yeah. Board and I'm- all right, so
0: this week's Whiskey of the Week called Idle Hands. It was sent to us by Paul. I'm going to shut the fuck up and let Paul tell us all about it.
1: This is, uh, Idle Hands is a brand by Proof & Wood. Um, Proof & Wood is becoming one of my favorite producers of whiskeys. Um, I like a lot of stuff that they've been doing over the last couple of years. Um, this is a, a minimum of five year sourced bourbon from NGP. It's a high rye mash bill, sixty thirty 4 is the mash bill. This is batch number two. Um, they did two batches of this, or technically, I guess they did three because the first one was a much more aged uh, version of it, but they did two batches of batches of this, um, this is batch two at 96 proof. Um, it's, um, like I said, from Proof and Wood, they're um, a blender and a finisher of Source Spirits. Um, this one is, you can find it, well, if you can find it, it was about $50.00. And, um, I get a lot of like, uh, caramel, I mean, traditional bourbon notes, but then I do get like a fruit, like a, I don't know if it's like a light grape or an apple, something like that off the nose, a little bit of cinnamon. Yeah. And then, then off the, off the palate uh, that carries through, it's like almost like an orange or an apple, um, fruit up front, but then it's, it's very oaky get the baking spices in there. It's got a nice long finish. Looks great in the glass. It's got great legs. It's dark amber. Um yeah, for $50 this was this was definitely worth the money.
2: Yeah, on the nose, the nose on this one definitely is big, especially for a, a would you say a 96 proof. Yep. Um get the honey and the caramel, a little bit of like a black licorice, which it's weird it's like i put absinthe in this glass drank it washed it out and then put this in it's not all the every time i nose it it's just here and there um but it's it's a nice little like contrast to the sweet honey and caramel and then i get like the like a baked apple or a fried apple like you were saying with the cinnamon and all that stuff um like i said it's a great nose on the palate i was getting like a an orange I, it kind of went back and forth between the rind and like the actual flesh of the orange uh. but then it faded into like the this bold rye kind of spice with all the the uh like the baking spices and everything and then it, to me the finish was a nice mellow like vanilla and caramel finish so you got like blasted with all that spice and then it's just like hey i'm nice and smooth now um yeah for like 50 bucks this is damn good pour and i wish i could grab a bottle um i'm pretty sure i've seen this in the past i just didn't know what it was and uh yeah i very much enjoy this one
0: i pretty much agree with with all the nosing notes except the fruit that i get is watermelon i don't get apples or anything like that i get watermelon um for me i don't get any citrus or any of that whenever i drink it um I do get caramel, uh, I get leather, I get some char. And then it turns from it's it's not even so much that it's the rye spices. <clears throat> it almost becomes a full-fledged rye whiskey in my mouth. It goes from bourbon on the front to rye whiskey in the back, and that's how it finishes. And it and it and not only to me does it finish like a rye whiskey, um, as it's going down my throat, it also feels like a rye whiskey. Um, that's where those, those pepper spices really hit me is, is in the back of my throat. So, um, I did get my bottle. I got a couple years ago and it was around 50 bucks. Um, unfortunately it is a limited situation, but if you can get it, definitely suggest grabbing it. It's, it's a damn good whiskey. And, um, you know, these guys they they uh they do tumbling dice and um what else? Uh the, the proof- Poulet,
1: rye, they do the presidential series, um they got some rums out now. I think one of them is called the funk. I haven't had oh that's so good. Uh, yeah, I if haven't like funky- that one yet.
2: If you like funky rum, funky Jamaican rum, that's where it's at.
1: Yeah, they have they have a bunch of uh labels. I've have- at the New Orleans Bourbon Festival last year, this was actually, the one with Proof & Wood was, was actually my favorite one that we set through. We tasted through a bunch of their stuff, and um, just a real cool guy. The, the owner, uh, Dave, he's just a real cool guy. Uh, he put on a great little seminar, and um, I think it was like first thing in the morning, and we tasted through a bunch of them, so it was a great way to start the day. Yeah, the presidential series,
0: um, I've had I've had the center, um, I think they have one called The Judge or something like that. I can't remember exactly what all they have, but I do know that those are fantastic. Um, the ones that I've had, at least, are are fantastic. Yeah,
2: you, you got the justice, which That's is it, a justice, minimum, yeah. of, minimum of 14 years. Um, you got the senator. Which is the rye that is fantastic? Uh, the ambassador, it's just a small batch barrel proof bourbon for 12 years. Uh, the representative, which is a minimum of four years, aka two congressional terms, uh, that is also uh barrel proof. And then you have the presidential dram, a four year bourbon and eight year rye. Um, I've had the Senator and the Representative, and I want to try that the presidential ones, but I haven't seen those or known anyone that to, to have those, but, yeah, like I said, everything that Proven and Wood's been putting out has been fantastic. I have not
0: had anything bad from them. I know where I can get the presidential right now at a store here in Lexington, but they are notorious for price gouging. Um, I went in there and they had. There Was something that I was looking for and I can't remember what it was, but I do remember the MSRP was about a hundred bucks or so. They wanted four hundred dollars for it out the door. I laughed at them. I said, no, I don't fuck you, I don't want this. So um at any rate, um, yeah, proof and wood, um, specifically idle hands for the purposes of this particular episode. Some good shit. Um, the uh you know the labels whimsical and and you know whatever it's a little little demon guy sitting there smoking a cigar and drinking a whiskey um and um you know just good stuff just just really good stuff so good pick paul yeah this is a great one one
2: little note on that bottle is they try to throw you off because i think they did do at one point a 13 year so they put a 13 on the bottle um and then small letters underneath it, it says barrels. They do a 13 barrel batch. Um, and then it says five years old underneath it. Um, but yeah, otherwise fantastic. Uh, little polar.
1: All
0: right. So Paul is going to be a little bit behind on the cigar tonight. Um, which is no problem. So we'll just do things a little out of order. Um, we can move on to the beard product, uh, excuse me, the beard product of the week. Um, this week we've got Magnanimous Beard Oil. Uh, these guys have what, 43 different scent profiles to choose from on their website. Awesome. Um, when we ordered these, it was a buy one, get one free type situation. So I did get. Uh, an extra sample. And it's not really. It's not a sample. It's a full bottle, um, and uh, I don't remember what the price was. I think it was like twenty five bucks plus shipping or something like that. Um, they're really, really rooted in the Greek mythology. Um, my particular uh, bottles are Dionysus, that that is the scent profile name, and Troy, which is also the scent profile name. I I know that Jerry got two different ones than the ones that i got and uh paul uh, did you did you get different ones as well are yours different from that
1: actually yeah i got electra um for my beard oil but i didn't get two oils i actually got their um shampoo and conditioner it's called beard Two, which is not the greatest name in the world in my mind but um <laughs> electra is the scent for this as well um i really like it it's um it's a it's a like kind of a minty almost like a i don't know it's got it's got like definitely herbal scent to it like a um, tea tree oil almost um kind of opens up your sinuses when you're using it uh at least for the, the the shampoo and conditioner the oil is a lot more muted it's the same scent but it's not as you know in your face as the shampoo and conditioner but i really like the products um the shampoo and conditioner works well it really you can really feel it strips out the uh oils and stuff that builds up in your beard um almost to an extent where you definitely have to put in a balm or some kind of conditioner after you get out of the shower even though this is a two in one product it really strips the beard down which is good for you know a nice deep clean but um you really got to you know put something in it after to um you know get that moisture back in there um the oil again really great product I've been using this for the last couple of days and it's got a great scent. Um, it's a little bit different than the other scents that I would normally choose, but that's kind of why I picked this one. Um, I like it a lot. keeps the face moisturized, and so far, I'm impressed with this brand.
2: Yeah, with the beard oil, I went with the uh, Artemis, which is a cedar and leather uh, scent, and then I got a free sample of the Atlas, which is a mahogany and teakwood. Uh, the one ounce bottle is 22 bucks. And I also went with the beard butter for the cedar, cedar, cedar and leather. Uh, and it's a four ounce jar. It's a massive jar uh, for 22 bucks. Um, they have three scents and an unscented, but that you could also get a custom scent. They say it takes three to four day lead time. Um, I don't know if it's because I think I ordered it Thursday or Friday, uh, but I didn't notice any longevity in the shipping uh but i too went with the beard poo and conditioner uh mine is i don't know what you call them the pucks or bars or whatever paul went with like the liquid two in one i did the uh the combo of one in each it's like 29 bucks for the combo and they're three three and a half ounce bars or pucks i went with the honeysuckle and vanilla i can't remember what the actual name of that one is uh but this one Seems like it's more of like a daily wash. It has the oils actually in there. Um makes like I got out of the shower once and I was like, oh, this like I don't I didn't think I had to put oil in or balm in afterwards. It it didn't strip it like a harsh sh- strip like like what Paul was saying. Um big fan of this this uh this beard poo is what they call it. Big fan of that one. The oils are great. Um they do you could pick a I think it's heavily scented, normal, or lightly scented. I just went with the lightly scented. um, And it still sticks around for hours on end without being overpowering. Um, I got, what was it, two years ago, I got a sample of, uh, I can't remember which sample, but I got a vial of beard oil for Christmas. And uh, this was before I knew anything really about beard oils. And... I figured if my beard's feeling this good or whatever, it can't be the greatest stuff in the world. So when we started this little podcast project thing and started learning about it and went back, started looking at their ingredients, I was like, oh, that is actually a pretty decent, pretty damn good uh, product that they're putting out. And so I'm kind of glad we talked about putting these guys on. Um, Yeah, big fan of these guys. They also do five-pack samplers, the balms, uh, mustache wax, they also have products for white and gray beards to help you not stain those beards. And they also have hypoallergenic and nut free products for those that are allergic to, uh, some of the products that they or some of the oils they typically put in these, these oils and whatnot. So
0: definitely check these guys out. So I went again with Don Isis, and Troy, and for the for today, so I always try to use whatever whatever we're going to be reviewing on the show. Um, one of those products that day, I went with Troy. Uh, the um, scent profiles are listed on the website. Troy is that of sweet tobacco leaf and vanilla. Um, I do not agree with it um but i do like the way it smells it is you know very good at moisturizing it it's not greasy it's not coming off on my hands it's it um the scent did change from when i first put it on to now and even though i'm smoking a cigar i can still smell the beard oil over the cigar which is a plus for me because everyone knows cigars have a notoriously strong odor um it never wants smelled like sweet tobacco leaf and vanilla but it does smell quite nice Dionysus is uh bourbon and vanilla with a splash of citrus and if anyone from Magnanimous happens to be listening um I did copy and paste this scent profile from your website onto my phone and on your website it says bourbon and vanilla with a splash if citrus instead of of citrus just throwing that out there in case y'all want to fix that um if not cool hit your website um but uh that one smells great as well um the troy is a little stronger because i did choose to have it you know shipped with a stronger scent profile um but I do like the Dionysus as well. Um, like Paul said, these are not typically what I would go for. Well, the, that's not true. The Troy with the tobacco, that is a scent profile that I generally look for with beard oils. Um, but once they got here, neither one of these are typically something that I would necessarily look for in a beard oil scent profile, but they are uh they are nice. Since um it's good price my only qualm with with is with the bottle itself they have this uh this silver um paint on the outside of the bottle and i can't see into the bottle i can't tell how much is in here um and i don't i don't like that that's you know you can't see through it you can scrape that shit off if you want to but um anyway i can't i can't see and then um they did a better job of childproofing these damn lids than any pill bottle I've ever come into contact with. I almost couldn't get the fucking thing off. I was I really struggled for like 20 minutes when it first showed up. And then my dumbass figured out how to do it. So um magnanimous, you might want to put some instructions on your website on how to open these motherfuckers for stupid assholes like me. Um, because I, I really couldn't yeah. use it. <laughs> So that's... when I got
2: the when I got a bottle last well two Christmases ago, same thing. I'm sitting there trying to twist it off, and I couldn't figure it out. And I was about to get some pliers and just popped the whole thing off, mm-hmm. and then I realized, oh, there's a safety cap where you got to push down and twist, um, and on on the top next to like the, the dropper top, it actually says push down while turning and close tightly. Now that I did see, I just
0: I just noticed it. I, I did see it, and I still couldn't make it work. So that's my own shortcoming, not Magnanimous's problem. Um, but but just throwing that out there. If you're hearing my voice, know that there is a trick to getting this motherfucker open. And even after you break the seal, because it does oh, have a seal tough. similar to a uh, similar to Coke bottles and whatnot, where you have the plastic ring at the bottom. Once you separate the cap from the bottle, um, it does have that. And um, even after you break the seal and put the lid back on, it's still kind of kind of tough to get off there which is good because if it knocks over you can guarantee nothing's going to spill out of here but hot damn i, I i've never had an inanimate object make me feel so stupid <laughs> as this uh as these fucking lids so um other than that great products i agree i, I am impressed um all natural um all, all natural ingredients uh this is not like our uh, standard products where it's uh Know uh, veteran owned or anything like that, at least not to my knowledge. But not every product that we review can be veteran owned because let's be honest, there are more products out there on the market that are not veteran owned than there are that are veteran owned. So, that being said, um, this is a small business and, um, you know, the guy believes in his products, he's got a huge beard. Um, I guarantee he uses these himself. And that's, uh, you know, he probably got started making them for himself and decided to share the wealth. And thank God because it's, it's a, it is a good product. So, um, we will so be issuing our, the- we have our own, um, uh, discount code. Um, we'll be getting that put out here before too long. Still working out the particulars on that. But, uh, once that's out, I highly suggest you use that discount code and go to their website and get some of their products.
2: So, the reason it's it's at the bottom, there's a little YouTube link, which, by the way, if you're not following these guys on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, go for it, because he puts out some hilarious videos and very informative videos at that, but at the bottom, uh, the reason why he got into this is he beat cancer three times, and then he dedicated his life to making the healthiest beard oil. Uh, I'd imagine once you beat cancer once, twice, and then a third time, uh, you start looking at what you're actually using on your, your skin, your beard, your hair. So uh, him and his wife decided to try to make some of the best products out there, whether this is oil, the washes that we're using, the balms, they got tattoo uh, oils and whatnot. Um, So yeah, that's, that's the reason why he got into it. Uh, One thing we forgot to mention though is the ingredients Uh, has the sweet almond oil, castor oil, coconut oil, Grapeseed oil, hemp seed oil, golden jojoba oil, uh, organic extra virgin olive oil, vitamin E, and then your oils for scents. Uh, and then on their website, if you actually go to where their uh their actual scent list is, you can see what the uh each oil is supposed usually does for your beard, whether it's supposed to make it um, softer or Anything like that. Let me pull it up here. I scroll through the 48. Uh, olive oil. It's a strengthener, anti-dandruff, castor oil, anti-inflammatory, uh, coconut oil, cleansing, moisturizing. So that's all on there if you want to take a look and see what these oils that he puts in here actually does for your beard. Yeah, And, check and one last out. thing. I like the glass, the metallic glass bottle. It stands out on the shelf, even though Adam hates it. I thought it was a cool little touch that they put on. We'll see. A little...
1: I got, a, I guess it's a sample. It's, a, it's, oh, yeah. The sample is clear. But the sample is clear. So, um, I don't have the the, the shiny silver. But I was going to say, just to add on to what Jerry said, definitely check this dude out on social. Um, Magnanimous Beard Products is his handle on Instagram. He's got <laughs> one of the funniest beard posts I've seen <laughs> where he calls out the all non- these companies. bearded. Owners of all these other beard products, and he puts them on blast on um, one of his posts. It's uh, it made me laugh out loud, and uh, I got a, I mean, he's got a huge beard, so you you know, you just feel better about that as as, as buying products from somebody that, you know, I want to buy something from somebody who actually uses that product and knows what they're putting into it, and you know, understands the reasons why certain ingredients need to be put in and not in, and that kind of thing. So yeah overall great company i like these products um and like i said great scent this is a weird one for me i wouldn't normally choose this one but that's why i did just to kind of pick something different i really like it so check these guys out yeah one thing
2: and again if you're in the mount airy or charlotte north carolina area the columbus georgia macon georgia or dalton georgia or jacksonville florida slash green cove florida um he will be here at different show. It is at the bottom of their, or towards the bottom of their website, they have a show schedule and those are the next uh, one, two, three, four, five, what, eight shows that he's, or seven shows that he's coming out to uh, have his products at. So you'll best believe that uh, November 17th through the 18th when he's here in Jacksonville, I'll definitely be heading over there and seeing him, talking to him and uh, buying more products from him.
0: So one last thing on the bottle um it does have instructions on how to actually use it uh as as far as the product itself not not opening the motherfucker but uh it does it does you know a dime sized amount you know that kind of thing this that's that's great to have um because most oils don't have that and most companies don't put that on their website no tell you how much to use you don't you don't want to use too much because your beard can only absorb so much at one time. And then you're just wasting the rest of it. So that that's good. And then one, one thing about the bottle that I do like the silver and uh, Jerry's putting words in my mouth. Cause I didn't say I hated it. I said I didn't <laughs> like it. Um, but one thing I do like about the silver is that it, uh, it brings some nostalgia for me. Um, it reminds me of the Destro, gi joe toy um that i had when i was a kid there were two the more common um had a silver head the less common had a gold but um the character destro wore a silver mask um and uh that's that's kind of that's kind of cool. Uh, the only reason I don't like, I just don't like not being able to see into the bottle. I don't know how much is in there, but that's uh, that's my own little personal issue. So no big deal. Um,
1: that's the first bottle of all the beer products I've had that has that child safety kind of thing on it. But yeah. I just got another one the other day. I think it was from Bay Area Beer Company, maybe. Um, trying to remember, but they came with the same style cap. So maybe that's kind of a, a new thing for these little bottles who knows
0: very well could be um all right so let's move on to the cigar of the week um so far i have paired it with whiskey of the week and palate warmer and um it's it's worked out beautifully both times um it has been a, a, a great pairing. It's not too strong. It's not too mild. It, it hits that sweet spot for me. Um, the cigar that we're talking about is a Don Pepin Garcia Blue. And this is the Toro Grande. It is uh, six inches with a ring size of 62 or ring gauge of 62. Um, wrapper binder filler, all from Nicaragua. It's a full strength cigar, and it is a Maduro wrapper shade. Uh, This particular cigar is named for Don Pepin Garcia. He is hold on,
1: hold on. I'm going to pause that. All the videos I watch, they pronounce it Don Pepin. Okay. Just make you know, just so you don't sound like you know we're mispronouncing it. Because I watched like three YouTube videos of other reviewers, and they all said Don Pepin. Okay, I phonetically spelled it on my sheet just so I would remember that.
0: Okay, let's uh, let's start
1: that over then. Uh, I don't know if that's true or, not, or if that's real or not, but I watched three YouTube reviews this morning and they all said Don Pepin.
0: Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, cigar that we're talking about is Don Pepin Garcia Blue. Uh, this is a six-inch-long cigar with a ring gauge of sixty-two. The wrapper, binder, and filler are all from Nicaragua. It's a full-strength cigar and has a wrapper shade. It is a Maduro uh, wrapper shade. Um, This cigar is named for Don Pepin Garcia. Uh, He is the CEO of El Rey de los Habanos Incorporated, which is a cigar company located in Miami, and it's also known as My Father Cigars. Um, he is a master cigar roller and blender and is the creator and maker of numerous popular cigar brands. He was born in Baez, Cuba, which I did not know was a place until just now um you know the the El rey de los Habanos factory produces. Numerous uh, brands under the Pepin Garcia name, and then they produce uh, cigars for for clients such as Black Cat Cigar Company, um, the Cigar Merchant in Alpharetta, Georgia, Cigar King in Scottsdale, Arizona, and the various uh, various names or var- various brands that they produce for Cigar King, um, such as Cuban Diplomat, Havana Leon, Havana Soul. And then whole Cigar Company, on and on and on it goes. Um, at any rate, um, this cigar has changed. Jerry and I were just talking about this a moment ago. Drastically, since lighting it up to this point, and um, I'm in the middle. Well, no, I'm I'm a little closer to the 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 start of the second two thirds of the cigar. And it's getting sweeter. It's got a lot of woody notes, but I'm, I'm starting to pick up some coffee um, in the cigar. Paul's a little bit behind us, but the cigar is not exactly the fastest burning cigar in the world. So depending on how fast Paul smokes that cigar, he may actually catch up. Uh, I've had mine going since a, for about an hour and a half, as a matter of fact. And I'm just now closing in on Halfway um it's very slow burning it will put itself out if you allow it to but if you don't it doesn't burn too fast it doesn't burn unevenly it's got a great flavor and it pairs well with all of the whiskeys that we've had so far i'm looking forward to seeing how it pairs with this week's this pours on
1: me yeah i just i just lit up because i was able to switch my setup to outside finally um, So I'm just getting started with this one. But so far, I mean, it's got a great draw. Um, it's like medium to full, I would say. Um, I get like some cedar wood, some earthy notes in there. It's I'm really enjoying the beginning of this one.
2: Yeah. Um, when we talked about getting this cigar on here, uh, I was excited. Uh, a big fan of the My Father cigars. So I knew this one was going to be just as good. And a little, quick little side note for the, my father's, um, it was made by Pepin's son, Jamie, and it was to surprise and honor his father. So that's why the, my father's are out there, but back to the cigar, um, yeah, the first third or so, um, a lot of that just cedar spice and uh, a little bit of earthiness, um, was getting like, still am getting like black pepper or some kind of pepper spice on like the back of the throat um, as I'm getting closer I'm about an inch away from the the band it's turning into like a caramel mocha coffee sort of deal with still a little bit of the spice in the back uh, fantastic cigar um, yeah it's I just went back to the Rebel it kind of made the Rebel A little bit sweeter than it usually is um which was kind of interesting but uh paired well with that i haven't really gone i haven't really tried the uh idle hands with this one yet i've been kind of waiting on this segment to get into it so uh paul or adam can take over and i'll get into the idle hands and this cigar
0: yeah give it a shot there it's it's good stuff um you can get this cigar. I, I got it on JR Cigars, pack of five for between forty and fifty bucks. Um, I didn't get it. I didn't I didn't have to pay full price. I had some points that I could cash in. Um, but a uh if you're gonna buy a box, you're gonna get a box of eighteen. Retail price on a box of eighteen is two hundred and fifty-two dollars. You can get it in JR Cigars for two hundred and ninety or $232. I'm sorry for $232, $231.99, $232. Um, well worth the price. Obviously not something that you're going to smoke every day, considering the price, but definitely, definitely worth it. Um, it's got a hell of a presentation. The box that came in or the, the box that it comes in, I should say, cause these didn't come in a box, came in five pack. Um, pretty nice box but the uh the cigar itself you know it's got a nice big um graphic band and then below that it's got a smaller ring band and then down at the bottom of the cigar it's got a nice little um fabric band um it's not it's not silk or anything like that I don't know exactly what kind of material it is but it's you know blue top to blue and gold from top to bottom it's really really nice the wrapper is oily as fuck. Um, this is, this is a bad motherfucker. Let's just say that this, this cigar is well worth the price. It does justice, um, to the brand. Highly, highly suggest grabbing some of these. If you're able to Paul, how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah. Like I said, I'm just getting into, but I'm really enjoying this one. Um, the draw is really nice. I've said that before, but I mean, it's, it's an easy draw. It's, it's a great smoke. Um, it really brings out the sweetness. I'm back to the old granddad bonded. Um, like Gary was saying with his, it's bringing more sweetness than I'm used to with this whiskey. Um, it, it pairs great with it. I'm interested to see how it pairs with our, uh, our next one.
2: Indeed. So, yeah, so going, going Go back to the idle idle hands. I'm getting more of like that orangey sweetness to it, and then going from the pour to the cigar. Um, I didn't notice it at first, um, but JR Cigars has um, it says the result is a full bodied smoke with bold yet exceptional smooth flavors of cedar wood, white pepper, espresso, uh, and the brand signature spice. Uh, another thing I was looking at, they were getting a lot of like a a citrus spice which I didn't get any of that going into it, but going from the idle hands back to the cigar, that citrus spice, I don't know if it was just lingering from the, the poor or whatever was definitely uh, right there in your face. Uh, but going back to that band that Adam was talking about on one side, you have the Cuban flag and I'm guessing the, uh, the family crest. And then it also has like a, um, the DPG, uh, was it the Amagram or whatever you call them on the side? And on the other side, you have the American flag with the Statue of Liberty, um, kind of combining the Cuban history with their new American history. And then on the back of the smaller band that says original has the My Father's Cigar logo on the back of it to kind of tie in the rest of the uh, the brands that they have. Um, but yeah, very oily. Very, uh, the first little bit easy draw. Um, about halfway through, it's getting a I don't want to say it's a tough draw, it's getting a little bit tougher, but it's still a an easy draw cigar. Um, yeah, I'm big fan of this one.
0: On that note, uh, let's move on to this pours on me because I think we're all pretty anxious to see how they pair. <laughs> This week, I provided the pour for this pours on me. Um, I don't remember when I got this bottle, so I don't know exactly what year this came out. But this is, uh, I believe, the first expression of the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Um, another Heaven Hill. You know, I, I was drinking the Evan Williams Single Barrel earlier. This is another Heaven Hill. Interestingly, um, I, I looked them both up on Breaking Bourbon because they're generally pretty good about having, you know, different details about specific bourbons. Whatever the mash bill of this one reads seventy eight percent corn, twelve percent malted barley, and ten percent rye. Where the mash bill of Evan Williams reads seventy eight percent corn, ten percent malted barley, and twelve percent rye. So the percents or flip-flop between the malted barley and the rye for the for the two different brands and um i've always heard that they use the same mash bills or the same mash bill across all their bourbons so either that information is wrong or what breaking bourbon has is wrong regardless it's not really that big of a difference between the two um the reason that I say that I think that this is the first expression is because I do remember picking this up during COVID and I believe that they released it for the first time in COVID. It's a 94 proof. So keeping it in that lower proof point, we have been all day. um, Non-age stated. I think I paid like $65 for this bottle. Um, Retail at the time was 50 bucks. So whatever, um, that's fine. It's got a nice color. Um, it's got a, it's got nice legs running down the side of the glass. When I first got it, I was not impressed with it. I let the bottle sit for a couple of years before I got into it. And, um, when I got back into it the other day, man, it was like a s'more in a glass is what it tasted like to me. So on the nose, I'm getting a lot of the standard Elijah Craig notes. So I'm getting some leather. I'm getting some brown sugar. I'm getting a little bit of char. A little bit of toast with this one, though, um, as the name would lead you to believe. A little bit of citrus, but not too much. Um, I am getting some of those sweeter marshmallow notes whenever I... So
1: before I have another draw off the cigar, I'm going to go ahead and tilt this back a little bit and taste it. Yeah, on the nose, I get a lot of sweetness too. Um now that you said marshmallow, I can find that. Um I was thinking like a like a cherry coke or something. Um, is that sweetness in there? It's kind of like a dark sweetness. Um, but yeah, a lot of the nose is the traditional Elijah Craig, small batch nose, you know, traditional bourbon. Um, on the palate for me, it's like um, it's definitely like reminds me of a s'more there's like some graham cracker there's a little bit of cocoa that sweetness comes through um i do get like a little bit of like a drying like a black tea a little tannic on the finish um but it's really good and it's funny you say that because i did the same thing right when this came out i think it was september of 2020 is when they released it i got it pretty much right then and um I did not like it at all. I poured it. I was excited. I was like, this, I, I do not like this. this. This is not good at all. So it set for a while. Then when I did go back to it a couple months later, just to give it another try, I think I sent somebody a sample. When I was sending them a sample, I had a little pour myself and I'm like, okay, all right. I, either I had a bad day that day or this one just kind of needed to, to get some air into it. Um, but this pour from your sample bottle is what I remember the second time. It's, I like this. I would spend 50 bucks on this all day long.
2: Yeah. I don't have a bottle of this uh, mainly because uh, right after we started opening up after COVID, we do uh, a weekly bottle share down here with our local whiskey group and someone had it. I tried it. Wasn't that big of a fan of it. Um, the standard Elijah Craig, it, to me, it's good for what it is. It's Not my favorite, like go to. Um, so I was like, eh, I'm not gonna grab a $50 Elijah Craig. Now, the barrel proof's a different story, but that's a different day. Um, but I didn't like it, but now, yeah, it's definitely has under on the nose, definitely has undertones of like the the standard stuff. And then I'm getting a little bit of like a, a maple syrup and, um, definitely that marshmallow toastiness to it and then on the uh the palate yeah i was getting a little bit more of like a a graham cracker breadiness and that same uh marshmallow sweetness and i just noticed there's something else in there on the nose and i can't figure out what it is another kind of sweetness to it um i i can't figure out what My bad.
0: I was trying right. to, I was trying to unmute myself, but, uh, uh you can't figure
2: out what. Oh yeah. There's a, a sweetness in there. Uh, I can't figure out what it is. I've been going back to it and it's, it's something that I'm familiar with, but I can't figure out exactly what it is. Uh, so by the end of this, I might figure this out. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's that like both of you said, it's definitely better than what I remember trying it the first time. Uh, it's basically just a sweeter elijah craig to me
1: yeah exactly that's that's kind of what i took away from it because i remember comparing both bottles um i don't normally buy the elijah craig small batch; that's not really one of my go-tos but i did specifically go out and buy it when i realized that this was actually a good bottle um to drink and so i wanted to side by side them and see kind of what the difference is because what they say is they take their regular small batch and age it and you know, which is aged in char three, but then they toast and flash char the second barrel that they aged it in. That's what gives it the you know, the Elijah Craig toasted. Um, so I wanted to see the difference and I did go out and grab a bottle off the shelf of this the regular small batch and yeah, my takeaway was that this one is sweeter, a little spicier and actually less oaky than the original for me. Um, I found it had like for being toasted i think it sweetens it up and takes some of that not i don't want to say harshness but that tannic finish from the what i get off of the regular elijah craig small batch um it kind of cleans that up a little bit from the secondary finishing i think um so then what's the elijah craig small batch go for like 20 30 bucks i'd say spend the extra 20 yeah i think it's like like 30
0: 35 something like that um the and money and Grab this one. If you can, I've never done the side-by-side. So, uh, since you said that uh, it never even occurred to me to do that. I'm going to right now. Um, while I do that, I have a suggestion for you guys, which is to take a nice long draw off your cigar, exhale it. And then, have a drink of this toasted immediately after because it really augments the flavor for me of the graham cracker and it, it tastes kind of like when you get the marshmallow char bite on with the graham cracker in, in a s'more. That's what I get. And it's fucking fantastic. I hope you guys
1: get the same. Yeah, no, I just did that. And it's, yeah, it definitely brings out the sweetness. It amplifies that sweetness after, mm-hmm. after taking a draw off the scar. Um, I, In fact, just had s'mores last night, Uh, (laughs) made a little a little fire and did some s'mores last night. So that's fresh in my head. And yeah, I mean, we we all keep coming back to that as the overwhelming nosing and tasting note. I think off of this is it's pretty much s'mores in a glass and you add that, you know, that cigar to it. And it just it it, it makes it an an experience.
0: So what you said about it. um, Taking away from some of those tannic notes, some of that oakiness. I definitely do get that. Um, this is the, the, the toasted is more of a a muted oakiness. Um, it allows some of those, some of those, uh, corn oils to really shine through, I feel like. And, um, you know, clearly, despite the fact that none of us liked it when it first came out, uh, we were definitely in the minority as far as that goes. And, um, clearly some of the companies saw the benefit as well because after this came out there was a rush of companies you know trying to get their their distillate into toasted barrels um that was that was for me that was really the the first um big finishing rush uh, in in the in the bourbon industry, as far as I can remember, anyways, and then after that, it was you know uh, uh, ports and 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 you know uh, brandy finishes and all these different things. That there's a lot of really good stuff out there that I'm I'm, I'm really appreciative of. Um, it's funny, I saw a post that somebody put in a secondary group on Facebook a couple of days ago, and there was a allocated release at one of the local liquor stores. And the Bowman port finished was right there on the case with all the other allocated releases. And then I went to total wine on Friday. I think I saw it Thursday or Friday. I went to total wine on Friday and I saw there was like seven or eight bottles of the port finished Bowman sitting right there on the regular shelf. Just a ton of them. And I'm like, when the hell did that become allocated? Why is that sitting? Why, why, why? Um, And it was really funny, too, because in that same post, I could see in the case below, it wasn't sitting there with the allocated, but it was in the glass case that was locked up. And I know this liquor store very well. It wasn't. um, That's not where they keep all their bourbon. That's where they keep their more high end stuff. They had the the uh, Stellum black in the glass case locked up. I went to Total Wine. It's sitting on the shelf. Like, why in the fuck are they keeping it locked up over there? It's right there on the shelf. And I I know for a fact, like. The store in the post, I like the store. It's a family-owned joint. They've got some good stuff. They get good prices, whatever. Um, Total Wine is also, believe it or not, if you're hearing my voice right now, I'm about to blow your mind if you don't already know this. Total Wine is a family-owned company. Um, Love them or hate them. And I know a lot of people that love them. And I know a lot of people that hate them. I personally am kind of indifferent I can say that they have a fantastic selection as far as a liquor store goes. They really, I mean, and they pretty much, at least here in Kentucky, they pretty much got always. They've always got anything that I'm looking for, and on top of that, they've got a great humidor. They've got a a, a massive humidor with a ton of cigars in it. Um, and their prices they don't they don't price This My problem is that it seems like uh they're winners further allocated is uh you know it's it's few and far between it, it almost feels like a lottery you know like the like a state state lottery like it's it's fucking rigged against the players it almost feels like to me but that's that's just my personal takeaway from it regardless of that um total wine has a stolen black sitting right there on the shelves where this other store had it locked up so a- anyway um my point in bringing that up is that uh these these port finishes and and um you know apple brandy and peach brandy finish bourbons and all this stuff it's fantastic and i feel like the precursor to that was this the elijah craig toasted barrel finish um and um i'm glad that i gave it another shot because this is some damn good whiskey it, it is it's you know it's not readily available um it is generally a more allocated item and um Pretty hard to find at that. I mean, even even in terms of allocated items, and you wouldn't really think that it would be. I mean, it's it's a ninety four proof whiskey. It's not a high proof whiskey. That's that's what I generally look for as far as allocated stuff or or um, you know uh, the 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 brands that people are seeking out. And I, I'm you know this isn't a Pappy Van Winkle. It's not a Old Weller Antique. It's not a Weller Twelve. It's none of those types of things. I don't know why it's so hard to get your hands on other than the fact that people buy it up and they buy it up quick. And I'm a very big fan of Elijah Craig. I love that. I have four bottles of the small batch here in my house, just the small batch, the 94 proof. Um, I've got two sitting right here next to me. And then no, I've got three sitting right here next to me and I've got one or two more upstairs. And then I've got a bunch of the, the barrel proof, which like Jerry said is a totally different story. I love the barrel proof. That is a fantastic whiskey and and easily my most um, uh, easily my favorite of the uh, more attainable um, allocated bottles, or at least they're allocated around here that are higher proof. I love that stuff. But this this toasted barrel is really, really good, especially with the cigar. So um, this turned out to be the best pairing of the day. I think Um, that's not to say that the idle hands wasn't really good too, but it just so happened that the cigar is working really well with the toasting aspect of this particular whiskey. And it's, it's, it's really, really good. It's working out
1: really well. Yep. I have to agree with that. Out of the three whiskeys I've had today with this cigar now, uh, I didn't really get to go side by side with the idle hands. I just had a little pour left in my glass when I left the cigar, but, um, yeah, this one definitely pairs the best with this cigar specifically. Um it's a nice combo.
2: Yeah. Um it, it's a definitely a great combo. I'm gonna be the outlier in this one and say the idle hands and the cigar was uh, my favorite pairing. Uh but one more uh one more thing on this cigar. The ash on it will stay forever. Um I typically like to ash it every little bit because I don't want it to fall on me or fall on the ground and have to clean it up. Um, I just knocked the ash off a little bit ago, and it actually took some force to knock it off. Um, I could probably still have like a two to three inch ash on this thing if I didn't knock it off. Um, It's probably one of the few cigars that I've had on doing this show that the ash has held its construction
0: just as well as the cigar itself it is it is a it does have a nice ash that's just the hallmark of a well-made cigar um yeah. and more than that that's the hallmark of a uh great cigar maker and not necessarily the company but the hands that actually rolled these bad boys so hats off to the folks in the factory um i don't think that we've had one cigar on this show that can technically be called mass produced, you know, we're not ever going to have Swisher Sweets on this show, you know. Um, I don't even know if they still make the damn things. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's too many people out there that like to put other things into their Swisher Sweets for them to go out of business, but I can say that. Um, out of all the cigars that we've had, this is one of the better ones that are, I don't want to say affordable. I mean, 200 plus dollars for 18 isn't, uh, isn't necessarily an everyday smoker, but it's not a ridiculous price. It's not, it's, it's not ridiculously priced. It's appropriately priced. Um, I mean, just a, just a good cigar. So I'm, I'm pleased with it. Um, Like I said, I, I bought them on a whim. They, they showed up when I was shopping on JR cigars, like I said, for like 40, 45, 50 bucks, something like that for a pack of five. I thought, well, hell that's, I've never seen those, you know, around town in any humidor total wine or Jake cigar bar or anything like that. So why not go ahead and grab it? It's, you know, it's not, it's not real expensive and I've got some points that I can put towards it and it worked out for the better. And I'm pleased to hear that you guys are enjoying it and that I'm enjoying this one now because the very first one that I smoked, um, I, I guess I, I wet the cap too much and it was really hard to draw. And, uh, clearly that was my own fault, but I didn't, I, it didn't feel like it was, too wet i I thought that maybe it was just rolled too tightly but that was from the same pack so um unless they're you know taken from drastically different batches and packing them together which i highly doubt uh because i would i would bet a month's paycheck that it's the same hands that rolled them all or let me rephrase that it's the same group of people that were involved whether it was the same hands or if it was three or four different people, whatever, they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, this is a good, good damn cigar. I'm I'll be, I'll be buying more. So,
2: well, what, how so when you got this pack, um, when, how long after did you smoke the first one
0: immediately? the The day it came
2: in. So that could be it. It gets shipped. Yeah. It's in a, a bag with a a, a bovita pack, um, but it's not sitting in your humidor like the cigars that you're used to in the right. When it get so you have the bovita back when it ships, but the the temperature in the in the trucks are gonna be hot it, compared to your humidor that's sitting inside your house or in your garage that's that uh has AC versus a truck that's gonna be hot as hell. So that might have something to do with it because. Um which is probably the reason, like I said earlier, how the first little bit, first half or so was fantastic draw, and now it's getting a little bit tougher. Um I grabbed that out of my humidor, lit it up, smoked it. Now that I've been sitting outside in this Florida weather, which it's actually kind of nice out. It's it's on it's 79 degrees, less humid, but um it's getting a little bit tougher to, to draw out of. So that probably has something to do with it. Um but on another note. You're looking at eight to, depending on which size you want to get, eight to $12 a cigar, eight to $13 a cigar, which isn't a terrible uh, price for a cigar. Are you going to want to smoke one of these every day for that price? Maybe, maybe not, Uh, especially compared to some other brands that are putting out um, a lot cheaper of uh, a product. Um, But this is definitely one I'm going to get in my humidor soon and uh definitely going to be a uh a staple in the humidor for sure
0: for sure so paul did you ever uh graduate from that that uh travel humidor did you get yourself a a a bigger humidor yeah yeah
1: and it's already to the point where i need to upsize again (laughs) so
0: i've got this big motherfucker over here that holds 150 or so. Um, And I should have, I should have sprang for the, the more upgraded version of that for like 40 bucks more. It was electronic. So it was, you know, controlled electronically, Um, heating or cooling, whatever the fuck you need. But uh, because this one, it has three drawers in it. You pull them out and it's got the refillable, Um, humidifiers, and I I need to put some more uh, distilled water in there. I put some propylene glycol in there last week. It's time for some more distilled water, but uh, I need to put it in all three of mine. At any rate, um, this thing's great, and I rarely ever open it because I've got that one's there for people. I've got one on the other side of my bar that's there for people that's just kind of an overflow that's the first humidor that i've had it's small whatever and then i've got the one that's a little bit bigger that holds like 50 cigars it's got a pull out drawer whatever and that's that's for me that one's behind the bar and and nobody has access to that except me because nobody knows the code or the uh, the combination for my lock to get into my fucking bar except me so um at any rate that that big one right there it's it's pretty nice and uh i highly re- recommend a bigger one i would like to have a big one but i'd like to have a uh liquor cabinet and humidor combo i saw one today that somebody was making on it was some facebook reel and um you know it was uh acrylic and uh uh wood that the the cut a stump, right? Cross sections of stump and then they put it in whatever and then they made this thing. and it was fucking gorgeous. Now, I don't know. This woman this woman commissioned this company to build it for her husband. I don't know how much it cost, but it probably cost a whole lot more than than I've got to spend or that my that my wife has to spend for a gift. But it was beautiful. And I'd like to have something like that. But uh I don't know. These three serve their purpose.
1: They do what they're supposed to.
0: I need to get one of those like you and Jerry have the uh the travel acrylic.
1: Yeah, they're cheap and they're convenient. Um I, r- I really like that. <laughs> Probably, yeah, go know, to, like, go to
0: Harbor
2: Freight. Yeah, there you go. That's what I got um shit, which one is it? Uh I can't remember which one. It's not their biggest one. It's their it's well they obviously they they market them as uh like gun cases, so it's not like the the rifle or shotgun one um but it's not the big one it's the one right underneath that one um i think i have and this is still with foam in it and and whatnot i and i have slots for my my cutters in there and it probably holds 60 maybe 70 um if i took the slots for the cutters out and most of the foam i probably could reach closer to 100 maybe 120 um and it's shit what 40 bucks Something like that. Um, But eventually I'm going to upgrade to an actual humidor for the the bar room. Um, I'm doing some rearranging in there and and reorganizing. So once all that's done and I find a spot and I can figure out what size I could get, I'll uh, definitely be getting a actual like humidor you can see in kind of like what you got.
0: When you get that bar room done, Jerry, let me know. I'll make a trip on down to Jacksonville and We'll open it up proper. Uh, Sounds like a plan. We'll see just exactly uh, how much your girlfriend loves you with uh, two drunk
1: bastards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe three if we can get Paul to make that trip. It's a little closer for me. Not much, but. uh, Hey,
1: southwest of Florida is like 80 bucks. I'm there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. Lots well, distilleries around here. I think that wraps up another episode of Bourbon Beards and Velvet Ears. Um, don't forget to check out the products that we've reviewed here. Uh, you can uh, let's see here, Proof and Wood. I, I should pull these fucking websites up. Um, it is proofandwood.com. Proofandwood.com. Um, Don. Name is beard. Go ahead, magnanimous. magnanimous.
2: Magnanimousbeardoil.com,
0: and I don't see a website for Don Pepin uh, Garcia Cigars.
2: Um They have the only thing I could find is myfather'scigar.com or myfather'scigar.com. Yep. and you can. Um, it is on Instagram. It is under construction right now. Uh They say new website coming soon. It says twenty nine days, one hour. 31 minutes and 50 seconds, 49 seconds. Okay. So uh, within the next month, the My Father Cigar website will be back up. All right. Um, so yeah, there's the, the websites.
0: So check those out. Um, be sure to, to join us next week. We got a, uh, a kick-ass guest. Uh, don't want to give away too much, but it's going to be a lot of fun. He's a cool cat. As always, enjoy your cigars and your whiskey responsibly. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. guys. Bourbon Beards and Belvederes is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Ullman. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvederes.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers.